This is Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast, and I am your host, Bet Lucas. I am a mom of six crazy kids. I work as a VP in a fast-paced industry, and I've been on a health journey. But what does living your big, bold life even mean? Living boldly is having the courage to finally listen and do what your heart has been trying to tell you all along. Maybe it's to take back your health, write the book, go for the job, run the race. And I'm here to help you listen to that voice and to remind you to be you boldly, the world needs you. Hi guys, it's Bet. Hey, I'm so glad you're here listening to Living Your Big Bold Life podcast. Before we get started today, I wanted to mention a few things. This episode is all about things I love to eat. And I reference the word snack a lot. But as you know, I'm not a big believer in snacking all day. You know, I kind of follow the mantra that quit snacking, you're not a toddler. But I also needed something to label the food that I eat that's not like a full meal, that may be a window opener if you're an intermittent faster. That being said, I also wanted an episode for people that don't intermittent fast. So I hope you enjoy today's episode on all the food that I love. And of course, like anything, there are foods that I did not mention today, like canned sardines. I mean, I should have mentioned those, but I didn't. But now I did. (laughs) Anyways, hope you enjoy today's episode. Here it is. Hello. Welcome to Living Your Big Bold Life Podcast. I am your host, Bet Lucas. I'm absolutely so excited to do today's episode because it's like about one of my favorite things, food. (laughs) I don't know if you guys know this about me, but I love to eat like and I'm really good at it. And I would like to argue that I am the world's least pickiest eater. If you think you're not picky, I think we can be extra BFFs. For example, many times in my life by different groups of people, I have been called the trash can because meaning I'll like eat anything. And I don't have to often know what it is to try something. Like my husband is so baffled by that. Like he's like, you're just going to eat that? Did you even know what it was? Did you even? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, I'll, I'll totally eat that. But I'm also the daughter of two of the world's least pickiest eaters too. So my dad and my mom are not very picky when it comes to eating and will eat kind of random food. And I would say that I'm not just not picky, but I'll also like eat really random combinations and I'm totally game. But I married someone who like will not eat something that's past an expiration date. And if you follow me on Instagram the other day, you probably saw that I ate a yogurt that was like 25 days old. It was totally fine and it tasted great. I also hate to waste food. I'm all about like pushing things, whereas my husband is like, oh, one day over. Uh, we better throw it out. And he blames that on his mother, who he said was always trying to give him food poisoning. (laughs) Speaking of moms, though, I do have to tell you a story, okay, before we get started on this episode. So my mom has many, many gifts. 
but I would not say packing a lunch is one of them. In fact, I would definitely not say. So growing up, I would beg for hot lunch. And I'm not kidding, like beg for hot lunch. And someone's like, why do you not like your mom to pack you a lunch? Well, you know what my lunch would be? It'd be like, okay, you know, like a chip bag. Take that chip bag and then the crumbled pieces that are left. There's no like real chips left anymore. Roll that big chip bag all the way down. Put that in a bag. Okay, that would be part of my lunch. Then maybe throw like a random vegetable that really needs like cut up. Throw that in there. And then anything you could imagine that was like super random. Like I never had the pretty sandwich or, you know, as a kid you wanted the uh, fruit snack pouch or like the Doritos. I never had any of those packaged foods. And until my brother was born, we never even had those at our house. Then my brother was born and it was like they were at our house all the time. But I digress. So I was telling my dad this. And my dad, who my parents are now divorced many years ago, both remarried, said, well, bet. Did I ever tell you the story about the one time she packed me a lunch when I was out logging? And I said, no, no, tell me about it. So he literally opened his lunch and it was a half a head of iceberg lettuce and then a bag of seeds. And he starts eating the seeds. <laughs> and he realizes that like it's bird seed. It's not. It's not like a seed mix or a nut mix. It is actual bird seed from our bird that she either got mixed up or thought my dad would actually like. So needless to say, no, I am not sharing about like those random foods today. But when it comes to not being picky, I come by it very honestly, okay? <laughs> but don't worry. One of my recommendations for snacks and food today is not birdseed, but it could be. I mean, I've never tried it. So today I wanted to share with you some of my favorite kind of snacks that I find are really satisfying, a little unique, maybe ones you don't always hear about, and are decently healthy. And sure, we all may have different definitions of healthy. You may say it needs to have a certain protein percentage. Someone else may say it needs to have vegetables. Some may some may say, I don't want any vegetables. Some of you may say that I don't want anything processed. But within reason, I think these are doable snacks that are satisfying, healthy, taste good. And many of you ask me about what are some of the typical things I eat and what would I recommend to kind of mix things up a little bit because I know we all get in a rut. I hope some of these help you like they've helped me. And I don't know if you're like me, but I need food that also really checks that box of that tasted really good. And when I don't have that, I find myself then gravitating towards more and more food that doesn't serve me on my health journey. So if you listen to this podcast or you follow me on Instagram or you are a member of our Motivate with Big Bold Life podcast Facebook group, you've probably heard me mention a few of these. My probably favorite favorite snack is good culture cottage cheese with some truffle salt sprinkled on it. Truffle salt really adds a unique 
flavor profile. And that 2% good culture cottage cheese doesn't have any of the additives that typical cottage cheese has. And I find the texture so much better. So even if you don't normally like cottage cheese, I highly encourage you to try that brand. It's available at any grocery store. And last but not least, it has 19 grams of protein per serving. Definitely check it out. My second favorite, and it's a very close second, is Fage 2% yogurt. And I like it the one that has the strawberry packet on the side. And I add a little bit of peanut butter powder. You can find that at any store. And then I also add some hemp hearts for additional protein. Some of you have asked why I do the peanut butter powder versus peanut butter. And I'm not anti-peanut butter by no means. But effectively, if you've heard Dr. Naiman interviewed, you've heard some of my other guests, at times we are pursuing additional flavor with Without getting too much additional energy. And sometimes what peanut butter can do is that we can overeat it and we're getting too much energy. We're getting too many things that are not helping our health journey. And so it's really, really easy to overconsume things like peanut butter, whereas peanut butter powder still gives you that flavor profile, but it's much lower energy versus the peanut butter if that makes sense. That is my like version of peanut butter jelly sandwich. That flavor profile, I just love it. Before I discovered hemp hearts, I used to use chia seeds. However, once I discovered hemp hearts, I haven't really gone back. Not that I'm anti-chia seeds by no means, but the hemp hearts do have a much, much higher percentage protein. So I would definitely recommend if you see them at the store, Buy them, put them in your salads, smoothies, sprinkle them on your yogurt, and you will just bump up the protein percentage of that snack or meal quite quickly. My next new one, well, for those of you that know me, I've been really trying to find ways to increase liver in my diet. And I wouldn't say liver is like one of my favorite foods. And no, I am not the person that's eating raw cod livers out of the jar. We do have a member in our group that does that and more power to him, but not my thing. That being said, I do believe in the power of liver. It is one of the most nutrient-dense foods out there. So one of the ways that I've been trying to do that is, yes, just buy liver. Sure, try to cook it more. Try to find ways that I like it. I loved when I had Lily Nichols on the show, and she shared about adding it into like her ground meat and making like a pate. She had all these great ideas. So check that episode out if you haven't already. Highly, highly recommend it. Even if you think that episode doesn't apply to you, the Lily Nichols episode has some great ways to make liver more approachable. There is a little bit of a higher-end grocery store that just came to town where we live, and they sell, I think it's chicken and pork pate. And this one was chicken, pork, and truffle pate. And you know I love truffle salt. So I bought it. And you know what I've been doing is I've been taking a little bit of that and putting it on a rice cake. And I know some of you from your 90s era dieting like stay away from rice cakes, but I actually really enjoy them. I like the crunch and the texture and some of the salt. I buy just the plain ones and my kids like them too. So if you are like me trying to eat a little bit more liver, maybe make your own pate or buy some really good pate at the store and try putting it on a rice cake. If it's more of a plain pate, guess what seasoning you could put on it? 
some everything bagel seasoning. You guys, if that is not currently in your pantry, you need to add it. It again is a great way to add a new flavor profile to your already existing snacks and food that you eat with without adding all the junk. I love it. And that leads me really quickly to kind of the next thing. I love cucumbers, but I really love the English cucumbers. Those are the longer skinny ones. I find that the skin on those is less bitter, so I don't even, you know, cut off the skin. I love it. And then I have some hummus with it and some everything bagel seasoning. Sometimes I'll even put a little vinegar on the cucumbers. I like that like contrast of flavors. And there you go. So cucumber, hummus, everything bagel seasoning, you are set. Okay, next one. Talking about things we can add to foods that we're already eating. Well, back to the truffle salt. Hard-boiled eggs. Highly recommend trying different seasonings on your hard-boiled eggs or making deviled eggs. Both great ways to access the nutrients and the healthy components of an egg. At the same time, mixing it up a little bit. So a great one, again, is to add some truffle salt to that hard-boiled egg. Another one is to make some unique kinds of deviled eggs, make them on the weekend, and then snack on them throughout the week. What a great way to have some healthy, accessible, high-protein snacks available. I notice people sometimes on the internet will do like BLT deviled eggs. They'll do more of like East Indian flavored deviled eggs. They'll do spicy ones or just the traditional. There are so many great options. A few more that I love. Costco has recently started selling egg bites. And even though I'd much prefer that I make them or you make them, that's not always the case. So I often will buy these egg white egg bites because I love the flavor components of them. You have two egg bites in there. There's 15 grams of protein. And talk about a really satisfying delicious egg bite. And ironically, the two egg bites that Costco sells look a lot like and are the same, I think, names as the one Starbucks sells. But I like the ones at Costco way better, especially the the egg white one. It is like got so much more flavor. So check those out. And yes, it's technically processed because you bought it and it's in a package, but it is a healthier processed option. Next, this is one my kids love kale chips. And we just put kale, we cut it up, we put it on a baking sheet, we add some oil of some kind, and then sometimes I sprinkle nutritional yeast. Nutritional yeast, another thing that can add a real cheesy flavor to something. For my kids, they just like the chips with salt and the oil. And then I bake them in the oven and I just bake them to our liking. Some people like them more crispy. Some people like them more al dente. You pick. A lot of you like some of the more traditional snacks like nuts or string cheese or meat sticks or veggies. And here are a few ideas around that. Number one, if you like your typical veggies with ranch, If you have not checked out Uncle Dan's Ranch at the grocery store, I am not saying it's the healthiest thing on earth, but it is so good. And you add either sour cream, mayonnaise, or I think you can add mayonnaise and buttermilk to it. The problem is with it is once you try it, you don't like the other brands of ranch. In fact, like I can't even eat most other ranches. So that being said, if you want to never like other ranches again, don't buy Uncle Dan's. But It is really, really good. And every time I serve it at a party, people are like, oh, that's really good ranch. (laughs) The 
other thing I like to do with vegetables to mix it up is use Caesar dressing instead of ranch sometimes. And you can make it at home. You can buy it. You know, I could go on and on about what dressings you should avoid because of certain oils or additives. I'm not doing that today. But Caesar dressing can be like a new flavor profile that I find even the kids really enjoy just to mix it up. If you're a string cheese and kind of a pepperoni stick or jerky type snacker, that's great. One of the things you could look into is do you have like a local butcher or meat shop that sells jerky or meat sticks? And often, if you inquire their additives, they're much, much less than if you're buying that same product at the store. And it's really nice to also support a local butcher or meat shop. And to be honest, they're usually some of the best tasting around. I love these ones called a Land Jaeger. It's a great, great treat and snack. And just another option instead of buying the packaged ones at the store. There are some really good paleo and organic and grass-fed options out there. I'm not going to go through all those today, but this is kind of an out-of-the-box thought if you really like that flavor profile. So if you are a nuts person, the only thing I find with nuts, and I've mentioned this in many episodes, is that I tend to overeat them. So I, I kind of take breaks from buying them. My favorite ones that are a little bit different are pecans. I love them. Pistachios, and I buy the ones with the shells on them. Or macadamia nuts are a really nice treat. If you are stalling out on your health journey and you can't figure out why, Like I always say, it's usually wine, nuts, or cheese. At least that has been the truth for me and many of our guests. That being said, I am not anti-nut. In fact, I love walnuts. I mean, I could go on and on. I love sunflower seeds. I love pumpkin seeds, which both sunflower seeds and pumpkin seeds aren't technically nuts. Why? I bled into those, but I do. I love them all. And so just something to note. Here are a few other random ones. How about buying some very high quality, yummy sauerkraut? Sauerkraut can be so delicious and you don't have to just buy the sauerkraut that is the standard plain sauerkraut. There's all these different flavor profiles and you can season it. Heck, you can learn how to make it yourself. In fact, many members of our Motivate group do make it themselves and I'm super impressed, but I have yet to do it. It will be, it's on my bucket list though. I'm going to make sauerkraut. But if you make sauerkraut, I definitely accept deliveries. (laughs) The other one that I wanted to mention is if you're just wanting a coffee and you're home, a nice way to get some additional protein in your day is by adding some collagen to your coffee. Now, we have talked about collagen on this show There are a lot of people that feel it's a waste of your money. You might as well get collagen through the meat and protein that you eat. And others of you that swear by it, like literally swear by the differences you've seen in many areas of your health, your hair, and everything. So I am always someone who tries to kind of find the balance between the two. Do I think it's the answer to all things protein and all things on your health journey? No. Is it something that's maybe been a little bit overblown lately? Maybe. Do I still like it? Yes, I do. And do I still sometimes use it? Yes, I do. Do I use it every day? Nope. So you could make a like a collagen coffee and you can figure out how that 
works for you. But you could add a few scoops of collagen. You could add some almond extract, some vanilla extract. Heck, you could add a little bit of butter and make it like a fat coffee instead of cream. Or you could add cream or you could have almond milk. You could make a coffee like that and then just boost it with some collagen. It's a really nice option. And I'm not here to argue that it's healthy or not healthy. I'm just here to say great option and I've liked it at times. Another thing you can add to your coffee is egg whites. I used to do that a lot. In fact, now that I'm thinking about it, why don't I do that? And some people are like, ew, that's disgusting, raw egg whites. I did try once adding a raw egg to my coffee and blending it and then adding a few of those other things I mentioned. But I did find that the yolk does change the taste of the coffee, whereas the egg white didn't really change it. And if you think about it, like egg whites take on the flavor of most things. And when you whip them, right, that's what we make lemon meringue pie with. That's what a lot of desserts are made with. And I'm, of course forgetting there is an alcoholic beverage that I actually tried where they whip an egg white and put it on top and it was super good. Oh, I think it was an amaretto sour. Does that sound right? It was delicious. The problem is I think I could drink 20 of them because it tasted so good. So I could never have those regularly. They're just too good. And if you know me, I just started this whole episode telling you how much I love food and I love drinks and I love all the things. So yeah, keep me away from those amaretto sours. But I do want to mention that Emily, one of our former guests, talked about using egg whites on her diet. And she is a carnivore eating lifestyle. That means she's very low carb. She primarily only eats meat and she sometimes adds a few other things there. But one of the things that she uses as a tool is egg whites. And she mentioned how she scrambles up egg whites and then adds some nutritional yeast to it. And it kind of tastes like popcorn. Oh, and I think she adds some butter too. So butter, nutritional yeast, egg whites. Egg whites take on the flavors of things they are seasoned with. So a few of you are going to say, but bet. Why are you discouraging eating the yolk? Why, why, why? And And I'm not discouraging eating the yolk, but by using egg whites in addition to times where you're eating the whole egg is a way to bump up your protein or just if you're trying to balance your like protein percentage in your diet, that's what a lot of people are doing because egg whites on their own are very low fat. So if people are trying to bump up their protein percentage, it doesn't even mean that they have to be a calorie counter or a macro counter. Well, a really easy way to do that without bumping up your calories in a dramatic way is to add some egg whites to things, right? It makes sense to me. And this leads me to my next tip. If you are trying to also help your family bump up the protein percentage in their meals, why not get creative and bump up the eggs or the egg whites in their meals? Who says you only have to use one egg in your pancake mix? Challenge your way of thinking there. Add more eggs whenever you can. And that is what I found is a great trick. So for example, we made pancakes the other day. I added four or five eggs. They recommended one. My kids did not complain. They didn't know the difference. And guess what? It tasted great. Some of you are really into this new thing where you make, is it called a chaffle? Where you put eggs and seasonings and cheese. I think that's why it's a chaffle. It must be because of the cheese. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I just had that epiphany. 
Anyways, you could make a waffle with no flour, with no pancake mix, and make it more of a savory waffle using using only cheese and eggs. And a lot of people swear by them. So if you want a good chaffle recipe, check on the internet. There's so many. They're everywhere. So you guys, I really, really hope this episode was helpful when it comes to unique snacks and foods that are still healthy yet satisfying. That's really my goal. But I also hope that you find here some real approachable food that doesn't feel like you have to spend all your days food prepping, looking for recipes, doing all the things. Just remember, when in doubt, simplify. You know, I took a picture of our dinner table last night. It had a bin of blueberries. It had a vegetable plate with some ranch dressing. It had some pumpkin seeds that we made after carving our pumpkins. And then it had some stuffed peppers and some soup. The stuffed peppers were made by my nanny, who was very kind to do that since Spencer was traveling this week and I've been a little bit overwhelmed. And... The soup was brought to my house from a friend, and it was so much soup that we've been kind of eating it throughout the last few days. Dinner, snacks, life doesn't always have to be complicated. It doesn't always have to be this magazine-worthy photo. And I'm not discrediting anyone whose food looks like that or tastes like that or is like that. And I'm here to remind you that it's just important, ever so important, to simplify our lives. We really, really have to make a conscious effort to do so. Even more than your parents did, your grandparents did, your great-grandparents did. You are being bombarded on a daily basis by text messages, emails, the media, the world, activities, expectations. At least I know I am. So you're going to have to make a conscious effort to say, no, my life is crazy and chaotic in many ways. I have stories almost every day, laughable ones, dumb ones, mistakes, you name it. But I'm here learning right with you. And I'm also here to share little insights and tips that are helping me stay as sane as possible. So come live your imperfect, simplified, complicated, but beautiful, big, bold life with me. I'm ready. See you next time. Thank you for listening today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to write a review and push that subscribe button. I also hope you will come hang out with me on Instagram, Facebook, and my new website, betlucas.com. And remember, friends, be you boldly. The world needs you. You.